Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 179 of the Gin Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I am Tyler, and joining me, we have my good friends. We have the Colonel Gables. What's up, Broski? Oh, not much. Enjoying my time before Thanksgiving, which, as we record, it's a day before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm tired so far from this week, because most huh. of the week's been focusing on, obviously, pumping out shit for Black Friday since I work in retail. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Friday morning is going to be a hell of a thing to try to wake up to. Pumping but, out shit's never a uh, pleasant experience. <laughs> yeah, physically, like mental, like physically, mentally. Yeah, of course. But uh, other than that, though, I'm feeling pretty good. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. I, uh, I I had I had today off Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, my work actually uh, has a week of Black Friday off, which is. Uh, pretty sweet uh, so I'm like fuck it I got I got some vacation days to burn where it's kind of slow right now a lot of people are on vacation anyway so I figured stack it get an extra long vacation because uh, shit gets crazy around this time of year and I figured enjoy the take time off while I can because I'm not going to be able to for a while um, but I'm doing pretty good I got a uh, cool thing that happened is uh, my dad upgraded a couple years ago to a new PC Yeah, and uh, he uh I guess there's been one sitting in the basement for a long time, and I was mentioning to him about I was looking at getting a new laptop because my people don't know. Uh, I don't know if really, I know Justin knows, uh, but my laptop um, it's kind of a piece of shit. It was cool when I, it was good when I got it initially because I bought it just for this podcast. Um, my old computer before that, like I couldn't. I literally watching a YouTube video was a fucking challenge. It could barely Facebook and Twitter were the only two things it can do. Um, and it was difficult just to do that. So I bought this laptop for the show, uh, but editing on it is a fucking nightmare, um, where every time I make a change, if I clip some audio, I silence something, uh, move something around or stop it and try to press play again, import audio, do anything at all, it freezes for 20 seconds to a minute. Wow. Every little change. So what should take Damn. an hour and a half, two hours... It's taken me three, three and a half hours for the last three and a half years or so. Uh, so I just kind of mentioned in passing that I was looking at, think, not anytime soon, tax season, get a new laptop, probably Mac or something. And he mentioned he had a new, uh, he had a PC that was good condition. It was, it was a gaming one. Uh, didn't have a lot of new stuff in it, but it works really great. So he put it together for me and gave me uh, his old PC. And, uh, well, that's you know, awesome. Got it. Yeah, went out and got a bought a new monitor for it. Swing. Twenty-three point six inch uh, Asus. Is that what it is? Asus. Asus is good. Asus. Thank you. Uh, I think it is. My brother always had Asus. That's He's what my dad always up, gets. Up on yeah, 
he recommended it, so I got it. Stuff. LED uh, screen. So, so I'm pretty happy about it. I edited last week's show. Man, whoo, it was great. It took me like fucking hour thirty five minutes to do it. Barely longer than the show. Oh, it was awesome. Nice. So I was that much happier sense. with that. I was not annoyed like I normally am. Everything. Yeah. So, long story short, got a new computer. Pretty happy out. We're still recording on a laptop just because, like, with Justin being here, there's no really good way to. Uh, I have a very small computer stand because it was just a laptop on it before, so I didn't need a big computer stand. I can stand. Well, I mean, my plan is to get a new computer stand, and then we figure out a way to do two headphones at once in that thing. Right. Because um, it's a weird, the headphone jack's in the far back of it, so it wouldn't work too well. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, for right now, we're still using my laptop for recording purposes, but I'm, gonna, I'm definitely doing the editing on that, on that, that baby over there. Um, but no, other than that, I'm doing well to make a short story long. Uh, but Justin's also back. You were Hello. gone last week or you gone the last two weeks? I think it was just last week. It might have been two weeks. I don't remember. I don't know. It might have been one week. I think it was just one week. You're back. <laughs> I'm back. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Uh, real quick to fix your problem with the two headphones things being long. All you need is one auxiliary cable. Plug it into your computer. Yeah. Put the splicer into that. Make it as long as you want to. However long the cable is, you're good to go. Secondly... I have one quick question for everyone here, yeah, including myself. Okay, what would you do? You go, for you're in your car. car. Okay, you're running low on gas. You know, you got enough money to pay for the gas you're about to put in, but it's like you know, after I put this gas in, things would be kind of tight. You go up to the gas pump, you swipe the card. There's an error message. I can't. It does not read. You swipe your debit card again. Error message doesn't read. Swipe it again. Uh, it says, go ahead and pick your fuel. And you pick your fuel. You start filling up. The whole time you're wondering, am I actually going to be paying for this fuel? And uh, if I'm not, if I don't pay for this fuel, am I going to drive away? Without <laughs> saying anything to the clerk. I want to know what you guys would do in this situation. I'll drive away. First off, I wouldn't know about it until later on. Because I would check, yeah. check the bank account. I, there's a good chance I wouldn't ever even notice. But I'm saying you you in your head have come to the conclusion that you're not actually paying for this. What I would are you going to do? Okay, you drive away, Tyler. Yeah. Gabe? Oh, in that type of situation, I mean, if I'm already... If I swipe the card, and I know for a fact that the thing is letting me pump the gas and stuff like that, then, uh... Yeah, I just... Finish what I'm doing. I just drive away. But you, but you know in your heart that you're not paying for that gas. Here's the thing: if it was like payday, there's a chance I would go and I'd say something. This is you. For, you have twenty dollars left after. Oh fuck no! It, I'm driving away. Okay. <laughs> this is this is what a human is, everybody. That's all I wanted to hear. Okay. It almost happened to me, and I was gonna drive away, and. And I thought to myself, oh man, humans at any point in time will do whatever they can to survive. Yeah, that's No matter true. what. So you can't trust lots of people. I don't care who you are. Like, I'm saying like in, in like political offices, things like that. I just want to ask that question because it, it, it opens up a lot of things and it's like the very simple thing of that. Now, uh, imagine that. 
like Here's on the thing. a different scale. If it was like a quick trip or something like that, like a big, usually there's a billion or Casey's or a billion of these fucking gas stations around. Yeah, I drive away because that twenty bucks. Yeah, because that person then, inside's not working for minimum wage. Well, this won't affect them at all. The, the, my twenty bucks at the end of the day is not going to affect Casey's bottom line. That, that they make billions of dollars. <laughs> that's a year. how you justify it in your head. Yes, but if it <laughs> but was is a that actually pop, right? Would you tell me that's actually correct? I wouldn't say it's not not bad. I think the, I'm not doing a horrible thing. I'm not hurting. Is anybody yeah, hurting? Murdering somebody? Is anybody hurt? But are you using a glitch by this? In a Nobody's system. affected by this. It literally hurts nobody. Does it not? How, who who would it affect? I'm asking you. Nobody. It would affect me. I'm just like this in person on the wall asking a question. You're all alone in a room. Who who does it affect? <laughs> me because I have twenty more dollars in my bank account. Gabe. Which is not a negative. Well, personally, if, you know, it would probably affect, like, the people that were getting the gas, you know, because it's like you're not paying for it. So it's like, at that same point and stuff, it's like, it just makes you double think, right? Is it, if it, it affects the little guy. It doesn't affect the If it was, a, if it was a mom and pop store, like, it was just like a one and only gas station, these guys, I'm like, okay, I'd go and I'd pay for that. I'd pay that. Like, if there's just this one case, there's, there's one store, and it's bins gas station so I'd go in there and do that so two the people only, here's the thing two people's amount of work versus a hundred people doing a hundred people's amount of work is different than two people doing two people's amount of work here's my thing is cases gonna close because I didn't give them 20 bucks no they're fine <laughs> okay it's not gonna affect them I'm that's not, my I'm thing <laughs> I'm not arguing that that's my that's, that's, the that's, that's the way you look at it yeah. oh, I just wanted to know this for real it's just a weird thing that popped in my head well, that's just the thing. If, if, station, I had to ask if it were actually up to me, I want to stuff, gauge if I if I went up morality. to the gas pump and I only had like forty dollars off my account and I had to use half of it in order to fill up the gas, but yet the gas thing wasn't registering the darn card and still pumping the gas anyway, I would probably would give the guy inside twenty dollars. Said, "What the hell was wrong with this pump?" And I probably would if I really had to freaking. Make some cash or something like that. Sell off some things and then just try to live off for like the rest of the week. You know, because you'd be an honest, an honest man. Normally, I am honest with a lot of that shit because I absolutely hate it whenever like my either my parents do something like stupid when it comes to like specific things. Like, say they forget to pay for like one item or something like that out of like whatever and stuff. I'm the one that generally goes and say, hey, no, I'm, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and stuff like that. Because, you know, it's like, like uh, they always give me shit from, like, little things like that, you know. But it's like, uh, I would be honest with it. Personally, that's just me. I would be honest with it. <laughs> hey, that's all I wanted to hear. That was it. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Gonna, I don't fuck your shit. I'm gone. <laughs> that's why I get that's okay. Whatever Tyler. that says yeah. about if it's just, answers, however, I just wanted to know. It's a case by case thing, though. I mean, gas, no, case by case thing. No. Let's say you're at like well, a gas yeah, station by yourself. If I saw someone drop a twenty dollar bill on the ground, I'd be like, "Hey, you just dropped this twenty dollar bill." You know what I mean? That's the way I look at. It. But if you come across the gas pump and there's a twenty dollar bill laying on the ground and stuff like that next to the pump and stuff, and like and there's no one around, it's like, okay, well. <laughs> no, that's the, the different case right there. Oh yeah, if the person if, if I find a twenty dollar bill on the ground and nobody's around, I was up by myself. No one was looking. I, it's going in my fucking wallet. Yeah, you 
Or in the case no, of stuff where it's like... Uh, at all. But if I saw gonna... somebody physically drop it, like, hey, you dropped this. Well, how about this? Uh, Say you're at the gas pump by yourself in the middle of the night or something like that. It's just you and the gas attendant clerk or something like that. There's some random fucking dude or something like that that's just pulls up and stuff. He's giving you the fucking creeps. And all of a sudden he just tries to go after you or something like that. And you had to fucking go off <laughs> with your vehicle without paying. <laughs> well, those, I mean, those are... Uh, <laughs> Different circumstances, obviously. Oh yeah, obviously that that is a different. But yeah, circumstance. you guys answered my question. That is all. Like I just <laughs> thought it'd be interesting to ask a question because I had a, a moral dilemma inside of myself. I was curious to see what you guys was, what, what would do in that situation. So hmm. I ended up paying for it, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I would. But it, 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 it wasn't on purpose. Uh, it just actually went through like normal. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Video games. Yeah. How about this? It went on longer than I thought. I'm yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but I'm not at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna totally cut that twenty bucks. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> would even feel bad about it? Yeah, of course you would have. <laughs> Never said I was a good person. Uh, so, anyways, video games. Justin, you've gone the longest. We've been playing the last couple weeks. Well. <laughs> I have been playing, uh, actually the only game I've played, I think, is, did I talk about Bioshock 1? You started, you, you didn't, when we talked to you initially, you were still oh playing it. Oh, wow. Yes, because I set up for last week, I was planning on coming. That's, okay. So I finally beat Bioshock 1, and, uh, let's see here, real quick to jog my memory, um... I was probably about halfway through. I was talking about it last time. I think you said actually more than halfway through. I was really enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, okay, pretty much the same thing till the end. Um, I don't feel like after playing. Remember, like if, if you listen to the other podcast, I did not play the first one before the second one. I played the second one like two or three years ago. Yeah. And just now are playing the first one. I don't feel like the f- the first one is like any greater than the second one. Hmm. I feel like they're actually like like maybe which is a complaint of the second one. Second one's like a continuation of the first one, but maybe maybe better in some ways. Like, I feel like the like the uh, the first one to me towards like the latter like maybe third kind of just felt like I was just uh, going through the motions of everything like that was fine like grab this suit and like grab this thing like it's kind of this which is like you know there's really not much to complain about with this game uh the hacking got a little old after a while yeah yeah but uh but really like it's not that big of a deal and like i can put myself back in like 2007 when it came out i think and like it's like this is I still really love this game. Like, I think it's cool. I'm actually really good. I actually thank you for letting me borrow. I'm glad I got to play this game, Tyler. And because uh, I played the second one, it's just really weird place to start. And uh, no, like the the ending, like I like the twist. I think we might have talked about it last week. I'm not sure. Uh, or two weeks ago. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, uh, spoiler alert. You find out like uh, this person that like, you're kind of going after from a lot, a big chunk of the game is Andrew like, Ryan. Yes, is your father? 
and stuff kind of becomes interesting there. Uh, I, I will say, like, like the hacking's not really a complaint, but uh, one complaint I actually do have is kind of like a, a, it's weird, like, maybe the, I feel like when you become a big daddy, it would have been cool if you would have, like, felt like you actually had, like, maybe you did, though, I don't remember, like, it's, I was trying to actually figure it out when I was playing, because I feel like they had, like, weapons that you didn't have. But I could be wrong on that. Oh, you mean at the end when you, you become the big daddy? When you're actually a big daddy now. Yeah. It's like, I just want to, like, maul through everything. Yeah. Which, it kind of was like that. But yeah. actually, it wasn't. Because, like, other, like, regular people actually hurt you quite a bit. But you were protecting, like, the little sister. Yeah. And, like, it was, uh, well, the coolest part about that, though, was, like, when you run into, like, another big daddy. That was cool. Yeah. Or like a Rosie or whatever they're called, and like uh, big was, bouncer and stuff. Yeah. yeah, big yeah, big bouncer Rosie and big yeah, and uh, that was actually pretty cool. And the end bosses, it was okay. It was the worst part of that game to me. Oh, you thought so? Okay, yeah. I think that's rev- like universally the, the the thought of that game is that the the even the um, Adam Levine, not Adam Levine. That's I know who you're talking about though. Uh, Levine, Levine, though. Keen Levine, Keen even, Levine. Says that they don't. He even hates the ending that game. Yeah. Uh, like. It was. Yeah, it was like not like that crazy cool. It was. It was okay. Yeah. But it was like it was. I was. I was glad that it wasn't like super crazy hard though, because when I got there, like I really didn't have. It, it's kind of like a survival horror in a weird way, but like you can buy yourself out of shit if you want to. Oh yeah, totally. At any, any time, but if mm. you don't have that money, you can't do that. You kind of got to rely on almost on dying and like fighting things, which actually was, actually another thing I didn't like was like, I felt like, maybe I'm just really bad at this game, but I died, all the time, like constantly. I wish I had like a a tracker of how many times I died in this game. <laughs> yeah. But like I don't know if that means that like it's like it was badly balanced or what, or but it's just part of the way that like it's, kind of show you like oh you can come back anytime because you're like you're a special. Being or something. I think it's just because it's so forgiving on the death. The death penalty is so forgiving in that game that you kind of go in a little more reckless. Because I died a lot Hmm. too, especially in Big Daddy's fights. That's a cool way. I would just run in there and I would just like do as much damage as I could. Yeah, because he he kill me. Like do anything and dodge as much as you can, but you know he's gonna. That dude's way faster. Yeah, all that shit. So I would just yeah, that's I would just go in there. You try jumping balls to the walls, charging. Yeah, like you're like an idiot. Okay, so you're pretty much doing what I was doing. I guess that makes yeah, it, it's cool. Like, like I said, like I don't really have like any huge complaints in this game. I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, I I finally played Bioshock One and Two. Now I started Bioshock Infinite. I'm not sure how far I am. Uh, I, I'm actually like trying to find a weird place to begin. Like, I feel like this one is the the better of all, both those two in some way. But in some ways, it's not so far. Just like with, I don't really like the atmosphere so far, okay. and like the whole like the story, I don't like as much. Just so far, like I don't like. Uh, it feels, I don't like like the uh, one thing I don't like the Bioshock one and two, felt very like empty, but it, it was like it's okay that's empty because like it's like it's a, uh, besides like, random crazy people addicted to weird things splicers coming after you and like bosses every once in a while or like something in the story happening it's like kind of like just quiet and you hear the music and you're kind of exploring 
so far I haven't felt like much I really want to explore Bioshock Infinite. And also, like, the people that are in there, which is maybe maybe a, a part of what they want to convey to you, which I, I don't know yet because I haven't played the whole thing, but I, I, I want to save that. But I do want to say so far, though, I don't know, that's not my final decision on this, but, like, so far, I feel like everything is, like, lifeless. The people are super lifeless. But it goes along with, like, the whole religion thing going on. Uh, I, I feel like it's, it, story-wise, it's, like, more of the same. But, like, now you're in the sky. And, like, the, I'm not too much into, like, as that far with, like, the lady yet. I can't think of her name right now. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah Elizabeth, yeah. She looks like a Disney character. has, like, gigantic, unhuman, inhuman eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting looking. And, like, uh, she, like, opens up, which I think is the coolest thing I've seen so far, like, I'm like, ooh, this game seems different to me because of this. She opens up, like, all of a like, randomly like, through. It seems like mostly in cutscenes so far, at least. I'm not sure if it will change. But, like, uh, she'll go back, like, to either, uh, either her imagination or, like, different places or times she can travel to. It's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm, like, right now I'm in this, like, it's almost like a world history museum, it feels like. Where, like, it's the Indians and, like, the... Oh, I know exactly the, that. Asians, and, it's like which the, is weird to say, because uh, when I say Indians, I actually mean like Native Americans. And, like, it's, it's like weird. the Battle of um, the Big... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Like Bighorn or Little, Little Horn, Bighorn. Or Little Bighorn, yeah. Little Bighorn, yes. Yeah, talk about that. Which is like actually a real... Yeah, it was a real event. Like, yeah. For sure. And uh, yeah, so I'm in there, and it's kind of like all re- reenactments and stuff. Like little things. It's kind of cool. I actually like that so far. It's probably my favorite area that I've been to so far. Have you tried uh, any of the Vigor stuff yet, or are you far enough to get one of them? Oh, I've done the the Crow one. Right. I, I I prefer how the shooting and everything and jumping in the, is in in Infinite because you can actually zoom in now. Yeah, that. <laughs> I and I prefer, abs- I prefer like that each Vigor that I found from four, like the uh, Murder of Crow. Uh, it's like this one with the devil, the Bronco one, Devil's the Kiss, Bronco. Then the one on top that you get like shock right jockey. I'm looking for that one now. Oh, okay. The one you get on top is like where you can possess stuff instead of like hacking them. Oh yeah, which actually oh, looks yeah. a lot. I don't want the hacking shit anymore. Like, oh yeah, it was just kind of. This I use that a lot same... to like hack the the um, machine yeah, guns. The Murder of Crows was yeah, one exactly of my favorites. That was cool. <laughs> Murder of Crows. It's pretty. It's pretty much. Let's be honest here. Murder of Crows. Unless you, like, do the drop. Because each one has, like, a secondary one, which is cool. Yeah. I like that. You, like, traps for them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Murder of Crows is, like, the bees. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The, from what, I, there's lo- there's what a, I've gathered. Like, Devil's double, double cool. one is just fire. Shock Jockey is just electricity. Yeah. Totally. Uh, the Bronco, I think, is the only really original one, I think. Where yeah. Shit, it causes earthquake, I think, is what it is. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Uh, so far, I'm enjoying... I'm actually... Yeah, I'm definitely going to finish it. All right, good. Uh, I... Yeah. I just want to play more, but I guess I haven't had like I've had like a couple good tricks to to play it, but I've had like a lot of which is a problem too, like very short spurts, which I don't think I should play this kind of game. That yeah, that's definitely a problem. That game you know? is like if you don't like, I feel like if you don't at least have thirty minutes with that game, it's your best not to like play it. Yeah, even though you can you can still get stuff done in fifteen twenty minutes, but I don't think you'll get the full. The story, you won't get everything if you're just playing it in 20-minute chunks. Yeah. 
Totally. Um, I'm I'm totally optimistic of this game still. I know I said like it's like so far I'm not like really attached with what's actually happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I think maybe a lot to do with like the way it's designed to me is like compared to the first two, like which feel more like you kind of like you go this way and come back a little bit and go this way and come back. This one's more like you just go one set path. Mm. Do you want to leave this area? Which to me it's like I'm leaving this area for good. I don't know. But to me, in this game, I feel like I'm, leaving, I'm never going back there again. You can't go back, but yeah, you, know. you can if you want. Is it yeah, okay? You can, yeah. That's how I feel like it is. Like it's like, eh, no, I'm not going back there. So it's just like, it, it's definitely a, the third one. Definitely feels way different in that sense of the design of the levels. More um, segregated. It's, it's based on auto saving. Yeah. As like the first two, you can save at any time. Yeah. Which should have told me off the get go that it was more like a streamlined game. Yeah. Basically. But yeah. But no. Uh, you know. Totally glad I'm finally playing this trilogy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I hope you do beat it because I, I want I, I, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on the uh, the way it wraps. Yeah, oh yeah. Totally. That's that was, oh totally. That was I would put on par as the would you kindly to me like that was like an oh mm. shit moment kind of thing. Um, <laughs> all that stuff came in. I will I will That's be an I understatement. Think, Going back to um, Bioshock, I agree that I feel like after the whole Andrew Ryan reveal and you kill him with the golf club, spoiler alert for a 10-year-old game, yeah, 9-year-old game, um, I feel like that last, okay, that's only like maybe slightly past the halfway point of the game. Yeah. Uh, maybe 70%, 60 70% in there. Maybe. I go with 70 75 Okay, yeah. That's the most. I, 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 would, I feel like a lot of that, that last quarter or third of the game is, yeah. feels kind of tacked on. I yeah. kind of wish I could like that. I feel like there should, maybe should have been two more hours of that game, and that should be the end of the game. With, yeah, I feel like it was like it's one of those things. I mean, I feel like that in a lot of games, but especially this one. I was just like playing through it recently. Just like man, it's like a lot of this shit doesn't even be here. It's like I don't like. like I just kind of go and kill the main bad guy. But. Yeah, I, I will say that I don't feel that way with lots of games. In like out of games I've played in my life, but yeah. lately I've been finding that more and more as I've like pretty much every game I play. That's sad. Yeah, every single even I, the ones not not but like, like I, there's lots of games I can say that aren't like that. Some games more than yeah. others, but like even like Doom, I felt like the like, couple of the levels there, a couple of sections in those, and like Uncharted Four, the games I love, like I, the last Metal Gear Solid Five, you know, like every I can pick at points. It's all it's usually nitpicking kind of stuff, just like because you gotta fight. You can't be all positive about every game. You know, there's always something. Even when you're playing, it could be a tiny thing that sticks out to you. So it's to you personally, or something. Yeah, yeah. like. It's like it's a tiny little thing, but it's like it's the one thing that bothers you in this entire game, and it sticks out to you, you know. But it's but damn, is that one little needle in the hay stick out though when you talk about it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you remember the one thing bad though. Yeah. So all the hundred thousand things good. You remember the you remember like all the good <laughs> shit, but yeah, the one thing that sticks out. What, I mean, At least me as a listener, when I listen to people talk about games, that's that's what happens to me. Yeah. Like I'll focus on that one bad thing. Yeah. And I shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, yeah. Everybody does it, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Okay, well, very cool. Yes, um, yes, it is. Yeah, uh, Jake's not here, by the way. I, should, I always forget to say that. Oh, it's okay. When the person's not here, if, but Jake's not here. If, you if everyone hadn't noticed after about a half an hour of talking, I was waiting for Jake to say it, but I decided. Well, here, wait. If we all get really quiet, we can hear his controller. Yeah, there okay. he is. There he is. He's playing his Xbox. He's actually here. He's just playing his Xbox. 
I'm not listening. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Gables. Yes. What have you been playing, buddy? Well, since last Friday, I've had a chance to pick up both Pokemon Sun and Moon. So a lot of my time during the weekend was spent uh, investing inside Pokemon Sun because that's what I wanted to start off first. I went ahead and I chose the Owl, Rowlet, for uh, my starter. I am currently 20, over 20-something hours in. Whoa, shit. I am... Uh, <laughs> well, that's just the thing. When I play a game, especially a one I really want to play, that ends up happening quite a lot, actually. <laughs> but, uh... But, yes, I'm... I'm pretty close to the end of, like, the third island. I've been really enjoying the game so far. And on par with uh, X and Y that I played back when that first released around three years ago, the story on par feels better. It's not, like, as dull as X and Y was or laughably easy with the EXP share. As a matter of fact, the difficulty setting for Sun and Moon feels... A little bit more balanced in terms of the enemy AI, in terms of how balanced the experience share is with the trainers you encounter. And they make it a priority. It almost seems like that the Game Freak made it a priority for you. Okay, you gotta have at least six party members inside your team. However, you can can choose pretty much what you want in your party without having to worry about teaching them hidden moves. You know, like... HMs, like you would in other Pokemon games. Because they replace HMs with uh, these little Pokemon rides. You know, these little, like, uh, these little Poke Gear things, I think they call them, where you summon a Pokemon, you can ride on them and stuff, and you get through certain sections. It takes the place of things, like, say, like, as a bike, or, like, even as, like, uh, surfing or diving or whatsoever. So, pretty much, I'm riding a Tauros. That's the Tauros is one of the first Pokemon rides you get access to, and you basically can run with a freaking thing. You're riding on top of a bull, like just full full charge and stuff, destroying rocks and all this other shit. And it's it's awesome. I love that. Well, anyway, when it comes to the little Pokemon ride stuff, like I said, Tauros is one of the first ones you go into, but then you start getting access a little bit more. You get access to riding a Charizard. <laughs> Whoa, what? Dude. Charizard with his fly and stuff. You can fly anywhere on the top of the islands. Spoiler alert. I know. It's a little <laughs> it's a little spoiler alert, but it's actually... Can you use them in your party at least? No, you cannot you use can... them in your party. Any one of these Poke Gear things, you cannot use inside of your party. They're designated to using that one specific thing. And that's the free up move spots so you don't have to ruin move spots for your other party members that you got. <laughs> I like it that way. You get to ride specific types of Pokemon. You can actually ride on... You can actually, like... Uh, I'm just naming Pokemon that we've seen from trailers or earlier and stuff. So, riding on Sharpedo and stuff. Like a fucking shark in the middle of the ocean. Just destroying rocks in the ocean. Like, going over stuff. Cool. It's it's a blast. I like that. That little mini stuff. Let's see. What else? The new Pokemon I'm actually quite enjoying despite like, some uh, initial doubts in some of the designs. Like, there was this one bear that they unveiled a while ago where it was called, uh, oh, Stuffle? Stuffle was, like, this little, this, uh, normal-type Pokemon. It looks like a like a small teddy bear, and then he evolves into yeah. this normal fighting type called Beware. 
<laughs> Reminds me of something from Earthbound when I saw the picture. Oh, I know, right? It, it's so weird, but at the same time, it is super powerful. Beware is a strong fighting type Pokemon. It gains access to moves like Hammer Arm and like Brick Break. It can learn that. And oh man, it's just all these random, all these random creatures and stuff. It's each patch of grass is jam is like jam full of specific types. Like, a lot more Pokemon inside each section than I can just remember going through. Because, you know, in the old games, they have, like, maybe three or four Pokemon to a specific pair of, like, grass in a specific area. Now, I'm I'm coming across, like, five, maybe, like, seven different types in some areas of, like, patches of grass that I have not seen. And some of them, like, really rare, too. But, uh... Otherwise, well, let's see. I'm trying to think. What was my party that I'm using right now? Obviously, I have my starter. I nicknamed him my uh, Rowlet Deadeye. Or no, Deadshot. That's what it is. <laughs> Deadshot. He's now fully evolved into Sidueye. The... <laughs> let's see. What else have I got? I got a Haunter. Sidueye? <laughs> yeah, I got a Haunter in my party. Nicknamed her Gwen. Um... Oh, just because I have that huge ass like dragon fire type called a Turtonator, <laughs> the huge like fucking Pokemon that looks like a like a pair of, like explosion or something like that for a dragon. Looks super weird, and he always has his back face towards his enemies and stuff because of his weak spot on his stomach. Uh, huh. Let's see, I got a Magneton. Oh, that's like an older type Pokemon, but. Uh, Oh yeah, I got. I actually the triple. I actually magnet. What's that? Magnemite. Yeah. The triple what? Yeah. Magneton. Yeah. yeah, it's the triple Magnemite that's like uh, okay, like fused together. That's the thing. They have like one mind, even though they fuse like two, like three Magnemites or like fused together into one. But uh, I caught a picky pack, which is like one of those little uh, normal type, like normal flying type bird Pokemon that you generally would catch inside the beginning part of a game. But, uh, I nicknamed him Toucan Sam. <laughs> it was so funny is as he was evolving and stuff, he started to get, he started to transform right from a woodpecker all the way, like, uh, to the middle evolution, like, Trombeak, or whatever the hell he's called. And, all of a sudden, there, he has this final evolution, it's called Toucanon. <laughs> it's a giant oh, wow. fucking toucan. It's an angry fucking toucan. <laughs> With this it's like T O O cannon. It's no, it's T O U cannon. For the story, two cannon. Okay. And one of the powerful moves you use is like some sort of fucking blast move where it's like a hundred like damage and stuff. And the the recoil thing is the Pokemon gets burned, but at the same time you do a hundred fucking damage to any type of Pokemon you can do. So, every time I'm going to, like, uh, that Pokemon refresh feature, you just have this angry fucking Toucan just staring right back at you, and it's so cool. It's because I have fucking Toucan Sam, it's like, it's just angry at the world <laughs> shit. <laughs> that is probably one of my favorite parts so far, it's just, like, discovering the new types of Pokemon, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. I've checked a little bit online... And from what I see, there's no Wonder Trade feature, which is kind of disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sucks. We, we were talking about that before the show. And 
That's a bummer. That's one of my favorite features of uh, Pokemon X. Yeah, X and Y had a great feature with the Wonder Trade, but uh, at the same time, the online infrastructure is a little bit more like uh, updated in terms of like when you can battle and trade with different people and like other types of little activities that you can recommend others and stuff. But what I really I'm starting to like is the whole Pokepelago stuff. Now, what Pokepelago is, is you develop these specific islands based upon, like, what the Pokem, like, Poke Beans that you uh, collect and stuff, so you can develop different items. It's quintessentially like a little, it's like a, a game within a game, where you're pretty much, like, creating all these little islands and stuff, so every time you catch a number of Pokemon and stuff, you can send them to these specific islands, and they can do things like gather more Poke Beans for you, or, like grow berries, or even level up in turn, in, instead of like put, taking them by the daycare and have them level up that way, you can have like maybe six, maybe even more if you upgrade your island, and the island's name is called Evil Up, where you go forth, you choose a group of uh, party members you want to go inside there, and they earn like different, they just train and stuff, and like get level up and stuff like that. There is a robust... There's, like, a lot of robust features inside Sun and Moon already, and I've just scratched the surface of it, and I'm, like, 20 hours in, and I gotta admit, man, this is keeping me very much entertained. I'm kind of wondering what else is, like, crammed inside the game. I have noticed a couple of different characters from past Pokemon games already, two of them, but I'm not gonna say which ones, considering that... At it, I've already said enough kind of spoiler things for some things, but, uh, well, let's just say it just makes me happy because being at the 20th anniversary of the Pokemon series, there are a lot of stuff, a lot of references that are going through and, like, mentioning past games and even, like, remakes of, like, classic, like, red and blue Pokemon and stuff from their Lolan forms and all those stuff. Oh, man, it's just a blast to play. I mean, no, I've been excited for no other types of game barring Doom. I love Doom. I wanted to play Doom, and that was a fantastic game. But I'm glad you played I'm it. I'm glad I did, too, and I might play it again pretty soon. But I've been thinking about it. <laughs> it's like Pokemon Sun and Moon. I've been waiting for a better part of half a year, and everything that I've played of it so far, it has impressed me. So... That's pretty much what I've been playing. Cool. <laughs> All right, man. Pretty cool. Uh, I've also... Uh, I've been playing... Uh, I picked up Pokemon Moon. Yeah. Talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, didn't... Well, I mentioned I bought it, but I didn't talk about the game, really. Uh, I am exactly five hours and 57 minutes into this okay. game. Uh, and I am still in the fucking tutorial. Tutorial? It's still a tutorial. I just finished the first challenge. Okay. This is the world's longest tutorial. Um, Whoa. Yeah, uh, really. Still doing a lot of like, still learning a lot about this game as it go on. Yeah, a lot of well, there are some yeah, bits of hand holding. But... I will admit that there are plenty of hand holding bits for newer players to try to ease them into certain things. But yeah, it kind of goes overboard when in terms of, like, oh, you sure you want to do this? Okay, this is how you do this, you know, and this and that. It's interesting. I've heard this part. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess because like you know, I, I was you know playing Pokemon twenty years ago, and it's still the same core mechanics. Yeah. Um, you know, it just the only the really the big changes were, are have been like 
some of the Alola stuff and uh, like the instead of gym battles they have trials now. Yes. Which I just finished the first one. Uh, too early to say whether I like them more than gym battles. Jury still on that. I'll you know okay, I'm definitely keep playing this game. Um, but overall, I, I really do I like I I like Pokemon X more so far. So far, when I play Pokemon X, I beat that game. I put like 37 hours in that game in the, like two weeks. I beat it. I couldn't put that game down. Uh, you know, we're about almost a week into this game being out, and I'm six hours in. Uh, I mean, I, right now I'm also playing Watch Dogs too, so that's kind of pulling me away. Um, but I, I'm not. I, I'm still liking it a lot, but I'm not like. It's it's uh, it hasn't got hooks in me hooks in me yet, um, but I just got I got a Pichu. Oh, I'm trying to, my thing right now is I'm working on get cause I got a Pikachu. I'm a Gen One guy, so I got to get my Pikachu. So I'm trying to evolve <laughs> um, him into Pikachu. Uh, I, I went uh, Team Litten, um, huh. the only the only real. Oh way yeah, to I knew it. Uh, I, he just evolved today. Nice. Um, he's a level nineteen now. Good. Um, I'm doing a little bit of grinding. I'll admit that. So, I mean, maybe that's part of it is I'm doing some grinding with the XP. I like the XP. I love the XP share stuff, so people I know. do, too. Um, oh. Uh, it's Sharing among the among the party? Yeah, so, like, the main guy that fights, he gets 100% yep. of the experience points. But everybody else gets half the points. Yep. Ooh. So, it saves a lot of grinding time. Which is kind of what turned me off from playing Pokemon Yellow again. I, I got all the way to um, the Elite you Four. far. Yeah, I got everything I all the way to Elite Four. Uh, but then I was just too weak to, to beat those guys. And it's just like, I had to do a shit ton of grinding to get back into fighting. That's them. just the thing. And then, I don't know, it's just That's just the thing with like traditional Pokemon games. Back then you were expected, okay, you gotta level every bit of your party members up evenly in order to stand a chance against the final like Elite Four and the Champion. Whereas, introduced in X and Y, you had the EXP share, which, like Tyler would say, the front member of your party would learn, like, earn 100% of the EXP, then half... EXP from uh, the battle they just won and stuff ago for every other party members. That's what I was saying earlier. In Sun and Moon, it feels like they balanced the game, the AI and everything else around the EXP share because they knew more players would be using that. That's why it feels like more of a challenge to me personally. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit that I, I think Pokemon XY was fairly easy. I think I beat that entire game without losing a battle. Yep. And I think I only lost a few Pokemon. Uh, and then this, so far, I have not lost any Pokemon. Um, there's been a couple close calls, um, especially th- this early on in the game. Um, but no, I mean, there should be though, right? Yeah, I mean, I want a challenge, but I mean, it definitely that does that. I mean, at this point in my life, I don't want to spend fifteen, twenty hours in a game just grinding, fighting Pokemon, doing this, these battles, just walking through grass, fighting slowly grinding out these these slow experience points uh so i mean if 20 years ago when i or 15 years ago when i was still a teenager or a child i have all the time in the world i totally do that now i don't have that time so this that does help a lot um and i, I think it's a great experience and you can turn it off if you don't want it so that's a cool thing too i like oh. you know it doesn't it's not it doesn't have you don't have to use it um i'm definitely using it uh, it's a good way to kind of level up my Pichu. I got him later on. I didn't realize you can get the you can get a Pikachu or a Pichu yep. like in the first half an hour of the game. I, did, I just found this out about four and a half hours in. So he was a level four, and all my other guys were in like mid teens. So I'm trying to catch him up. Um, but that's how you're supposed to learn. Yeah. Uh, so but, you already passed that. Oh, next time. 
Yeah, so I, I had to go. I, I YouTube it. I just went back. I got one uh, for the Pichu. Uh, yeah. But I'm trying to find. Out. I like some of the. They have like the QR stuff now, where you can like scan QR yeah. codes, like any QR code, and it'll tell it'll tell you where like rare Pokemon are, and there's different ones every day of the week, uh, which is kind of cool. You can do ten QR codes. What do you a think day. of that? Uh, I like it. It's kind of cool because that's the only way you can get some of these Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so by doing this, it tells you where it's at. Uh, there's a couple of ones that like, I remember from like Gen two. Uh, the Gen 2 starters, and that's the only way you can get them is by doing the QR codes. Oh. And you you get them, um, is it Chikario or Ch- Ch- Chikorita? Chikorita. Yeah. Uh, you can only get him on, on Fridays by scanning 10 QR codes. The the Crocodile one, you can only get Tell on Mondays. Yeah, and then the other one, I can't remember when it's on. Send you can quill. look it up. Uh, Horsey was today, on a Wednesday. <laughs> I couldn't find oh, him, though. No. QR codes, so. new Amiibo. Pretty much... I'm surprised there's no Amiibo support. I would, that'd be great because I mean I have like all the Pokemon the Amiibos and there's and also no 3D. So it doesn't. It's not 3D. It's a Pokemon. It's not in 3D at all. No 3D. Few, only the main Pokemon have been. Amiibo. I guess they're mainly concerned about performance issues then because I hear it doesn't play that great like when it comes to performance wise on the original 3DS, but on the new 3DS there's hardly any problems at all with that. No, yeah, it's um to go back to Justin real quick. uh yeah, no, I mean, just, like, at least, like, items or something like that. I'm surprised there's not even, like, yeah. your free item scanning in the Amiibo every day. Just just, just because you have a Pokemon Amiibo, this to have in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just whatever. for, like, a nice, at least, you know. You get a potion or whatever. I don't there's know. still, yeah, totally. What were you saying, though, sir? I'm sorry, Jack. Well, that's just the thing. It's, uh, I'm trying to remember now exactly what I said. But uh, <laughs> it's just kind of weird that uh, there wouldn't be anything, like, for Amiibo related at all, you know? It's like. Yeah, it's, or even like for the 3D aspect, I was just saying a little bit about the performance issues and stuff that people, that some Pokemon users have been experiencing playing it on the original 3DS, you know, the one kit that came out in 2011, because this game pushes the limits of the 3DS hardware pretty hard, and performance-wise, there's some bits of slowdowns, there's some bits of things here and there. But on the new 3DS XL, you know, the quote-unquote new, new 3DS XL, there is hardly any type of, like, lost features or, like, any type of, like, uh, performance issues at all. It runs smooth, and it just looks impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's parts where, like, you can, you're, you're, there's more than two Pokemon in the battle at a yep. time. The frame rate does drop. Drops down, yeah. Yeah, but I remember, like, playing Pokemon X and Y... The only part that was 3D was the battles, and that fucking frame rate. I heard it was bad. Dipped. It wasn't like it didn't break the game. Yeah, but, but it was I mean, it was noticeably. It was, yeah, it was no, it was constant. Yeah. Um, and there's also the same feature that's been an issue, the same bug in X, X and Y, yeah. and the Ruby and Sapphire, and now Sun and Moon. Really? Where that if you save inside a Pokemon Center, yeah. it can corrupt your file. Yeah. So don't if you're listening, you're playing Pokemon. Don't save in a Pokemon Center. Cause to me, that's very odd. That is odd. Yeah, it's six games and same issue. That's, that's uh, super strange to me. Yeah. Uh, it's been on the same console, so I'm wondering oh. if it's a console thing or, or a handheld thing. I'm not sure. Um, but just kind of wrapping it up, uh, I'm liking it a lot. I mean, obviously, I'll keep playing it. I have some issues, nitpick things, um, trying to learn all the new Pokemon. I have the Pip-Pack thing, too. He just, he just evolved. <laughs> Picky-Pack, thank you. Um, I got like three other guys that I, I don't care about, 
Or no, I got that. Um, but you know, there's new Pokemon. Yeah, I, but when you I, go into it. I don't have the. Nost- I, I play Pokemon mainly for nostalgia, oh. um, or anything. And it's just you know, I don't know these guys. I'm le- I, you know, I'm learning uh, about them. But that's the same reason I have a Pikachu. I want my, I want the Pikachu eventually. Yeah, you know? I understand. Uh, and it's like a totally yeah. opposite thing of how I'm playing. It's like I want to know all these new Pokemon because I've never ex- played like never experimented like with them before on a yeah. team. Yeah. So it's like well, I, I understand. We'll focus on the new stuff. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So. um... But for that, I, I can't wait till Friday gets here because I'm gonna <laughs> definitely find a Chikorita, um, get one of those because I like to have my Fire, Water, and uh, Grass type Pokemon. I already got my Fire. Nice. When I get to, when I get higher up, I got Greninja waiting on me. Chikorita's Grass. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so then I'll have my Fire. Uh, then when I get to 35, that range, I'll have my Greninja. Huh. Um, but no, I'm, I'm loving it, Greninja. Greninja. Uh, but no, I'm 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 liking it. I'm keeping. I kind of wonder how you can uh, transfer the Greninja to your game though. Uh, you, if you played the demo, yeah. and you just, I already, I already have him, he's in my party, you just gotta pull in the demo, after you beat it, talk to the professor guy, whatever they call him in this one again, and then he'll help you transfer him over to your main oh. game. Um, cool, maybe I have him. You, you should, if you beat the demo, beat you got the him. Demo. Yeah, you got him there. You just okay. gotta go after the, you gotta go back into the demo and, and talk to the guy in the Pokemon Center. I see. Um, awesome. Nice. Yeah, so I got him, he's in my, he's in the PC, just waiting to transfer him over. Um, but the other game still playing Watch Dogs 2 uh, opinion stays the same liking that a lot uh, playing the crap out of that still the characters are funny the story is pretty good uh, the, this, the main bad guy is very hateable uh, yeah. it's still the comedy is still pretty funny there was a whole section where I was driving to a mission and you got an, you got an argument with one of your guys wrench about uh, who is better alien or predator <laughs> Uh, then they start going to the comics about how they fought Batman. They fought um, oh, the guy God. from Ash from Evil Dead. It's just I'm gonna go Alien, uh, Predator. Um, <laughs> who won the fight, Predator or Alien? Uh, alien. Uh, it's Predator. Well, basically, I'm gonna um, fight in the fucking car. I'm gonna go Alien. I'm gonna go Predator. I'm gonna go Alien. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, <laughs> we know each other's choices. Predator. What do you keep saying Predator, obviously. <laughs> Um, but no, it was it just like I love all of all. It, I love everything, but it's like so millennial. It's funny. Yeah, it's like it's just everything. Like it just takes that uh, audience. It takes that section and just takes like it's what kind of what Grand Theft Auto does. It just kind of makes jokes about certain things. Yeah, and it does that, but with like millennial stuff and just like yeah, it's just funny as shit. I love it. All the, the memes uh, ties it kept, back. It kept true to a certain. Uh... Market or (laughs) audience, I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, Um, but they found it. They found the niche. It works. Um, It's yeah. I'm loving this game a lot. A lot more than I thought I would. I I knew I'd like it. I figured I'd like it because obviously I bought it um, day one. But I didn't think I'd like it as much as this. Um, I had concerns with it. You know, just kind of going kind of wacky and crazy with it. But it's it's lived up to it and more. Um, Cool. Yeah. uh, It's. Yeah, I'm still fine. I haven't got bored of any of, the, any of the stuff yet. Still like doing the RC car and driving and doing missions and like doing entire missions without even uh, my dog's freaking out about something. Uh, doing missions without even like walking into the area, just right. my RC car doing everything. Um, it's fun, uh, nice. but yeah, not too much more to say on that. Um, I'll keep I, sh- I still have concerns. This is what I've seen, but I'm definitely going to try this game. Yeah, I, I recommend it. I mean, yeah. you can always borrow it from me if you want. I mean, no rush on it. 
But yeah, anyways, let's go ahead and move on to some uh, topics. Because uh, we do have uh, quite a few extra stuff that's happened over the last uh, few days. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I I'm going to start actually with a, kind of a surprising one to me. Uh, I don't know about you guys. So, Lego City Undercover was a, come out, 2012 or 13? Was, was it late 2012 or early 2013? It must have been like a brown time frame, yeah. It was an early was, Wii U exclusive. Yep. Yes. Uh, early launch, like the first few months of it. Yes. Um, and uh, came out, got pretty good reviews. Uh, Justin, I you loved it. I, think. I love this best Lego game I've played. Okay, uh, only one I can finish. Really? Okay. And I still want to play more. Nice. Well, you're gonna be able to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, not more, but it's you can play it again. Yeah. Um, it's coming out. It's coming out again. Remade uh, or not remade, but uh, I guess remastered. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, coming out spring 2017. It's coming to the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, wow. Which is surprising to me. Uh, I th- I've talked about the, my past Lego games. I love the games. I just uh-huh. OCD won't allow me to play these games because <laughs> uh, I can get everything. Yeah. Um, everything's breakable. It's bullshit. I know. Um, I know. But, um, poles, everything. I couldn't even watch Justin play this game for like yeah, 40, 45 you know, minutes. Came over. I told him to shut it off because it's making me mad. <laughs> he's just letting shit go. I mean, there's blocks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wanted to check it out because uh, yeah, I like what I saw. It looked cool. Uh, I remember the loading time was like crazy long. I do remember the loading time was not that good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just surprised. This is what over four years now, and like, uh, I'm wondering how this game, like, this is like a way to recoup costs or recoup like, costs. I, think so. I don't know about that. That shit pretty much set yeah. sail with that fucking game when they released it on the Wii U. I mean, it's kind of kind of late to do recoup costs. <laughs> I don't. Know. Yes and no to me. To me, it's like okay. Just like a lot of the Wii U games and like ports, ports, better enhanced editions coming to like the Switch, poss- possibly. Okay, it's like a lot of these games have been overlooked, especially Lego City Undercover. Oh, let's look at a good example. With not fucking... many people have played that game, and that game was like I said, I played, I played lots of different Lego games. This by far is the best one I've played. Hmm. My opinion. Yeah, but it's like, damn, like this game was awesome. Oh, it's yeah. one of my favorite Wii U games. And the reviews show that it was a good game. Yeah, like, it was. Um, yeah, that's ah. you could pretty much say about the. That's kind of like the whole thing of the Wii U. It was overlooked. Or like totally, not totally, overlooked, totally, but like, yeah, totally. Just, um, so zombie, you would be considered like a cash in this I don't think it would cost them much <laughs> to take take it to those systems. I, I'm curious if they'll change anything. I don't know if they will. I don't think nah. from early reports they didn't really said too much. But, uh, they didn't really do a whole lot with like the Wii U uh, gamepad, did they? Like. Not too crazy. They couldn't easily no, switch over. No, yeah. very small. There was one thing in there where you can move it around and like find like a uh, someone you're going after through buildings, pointing the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, that was it. And Besides that, you can do it with any system. Yeah, Zombie U was ported over, and that, you could say argue they did more with the zombie with the gamepad than yes, Lego City did. So, and yeah. it's definitely when I played not as good. Yeah, I didn't have like a good experience on the PS4. But it could be because I didn't. I don't know. Like at the time, W was awesome. Yeah. But I played it again. And I was like, I can't get into this game. I don't know what it was. It's weird. Yeah. But I loved it the first time I played. It's one of my favorite like zombie games ever. Yeah. Could well, play it again on zombie on when it's called zombie. I it, tried. Yeah, it was a like, couple hours I played it. 
It's like a zombie without the E at the end of thing. Yeah. 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 I didn't like it. I don't know, it's weird. In general, so. Yeah, uh, I love that game. What about you, Gables? Did you play Lego City? Undercover? Never did. I never actually had a chance to play Lego City Undercover because of uh, other games popping up. But, well, when it comes to this news, though, it's it's sort of surprising that they decided to do it this long, you know? Because it's like, I would suspect that they maybe sold... They sold enough to like have like a, a player select thing for fucking Nintendo's you know, thing for twenty bucks and stuff, but the same oh, yeah. but at the same time though it's sure. like it's I feel like it's sort of late to really capitalize on the success of Lego City undercover. I mean I mean, barring everything else Lego related that's that comes out in the consoles every year from multiple things, it, that just seems sort of weird that they would go back to undercover in specific. You know, considering that they got other L, like other IPs and stuff, they they've been like putting out frequently over the past couple of years with like the Lego Marvel superheroes and like the Avengers and you know all the things with Jurassic Park and all the other shit. You know, but uh, yeah, it's just weird. I agree, but it's real quick. It's like it's original though. Yeah, that's what's cool. Yeah, it is. It's not like an IP of any kind. It makes fun of IPs. Well, it's their IP. There's all this stuff. Yeah, it's their IP. So I think it's I think it's a good thing that they're actually doing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying, too, though. Game. And LEGO games sell crazy, yep. like, really well, too. So I'm wondering if this might just be, like, it was a Wii U, no, like that, especially at that time. There wasn't really a lot of Wii U people were buying Wii U's, and really in general. No. So I'm sure, like, there's probably going to be a pretty good audience for this. Well, let's hope um, so. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would be surprised if in a year or so we hear about Lego City on Cooper 2 or something. If this doesn't work. awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. I, I'm, I'm happy for Lego fans. Um, <clears throat> no, Lego fans. There's no S. Um, but moving on. Uh, another one. This one's more for me. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, Telltale's Walking Dead Season 3 uh, starts. Uh, episode 1 comes out December 20th. Wow. That's pretty uh, soon. Kind of. Yeah. It's like uh, four weeks away. Uh, I need to replay quickly replay through Walking Dead Season Two now because yeah. well, I lost my catch up. Yeah, well, I lost my save on three sixty, so oh. I got to redo my whole thing on there. Um, but it was kind of crazy because it was supposed to come out in uh, October. The first episode was, uh-huh. and then like a couple weeks before October, they said, "Oh, it's coming out two thousand seventeen," and then they just recently announced that no, it's coming out December twenty. So kind of a cool thing. My biggest concern though is that they've done a really great job with Batman's the Telltale Batman games, where they have actually released them. Uh, about mid to late um, of the month, every month, the last four months. Wow. The new one just came out Tuesday. Uh, and it started in August, I think. August, September. Yeah, so uh-huh. four months. So I'm, I'm, my concern is now is that the new episode will not be out in December, the fifth episode, the last episode wow. of the uh, Batman season. But uh, no, I am, I'm pretty excited about it. I know you guys are not the biggest Telltale people in the world. Uh, more for me. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Uh, I'm gonna be playing through. I still got the. I also got the Michonne one to play through too. Uh, I played season one. I only played Tales from the Borderlands. Was... <laughs> that was a great game. It was cool. I, I felt like it's. I don't know if I can get any more. Yeah. Of that kind of thing, like you said, for you. Like I don't know if that's for me. Like. Just, just. Uh, I don't know. The way it ended, I just don't care about Clementine. 
Understandable. Yeah. Lee was kind of your character. Yeah. You, you Lee, totally. Spoiler alert, Lee dies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've already, <laughs> the end of the we, movie, yeah. we've already spoiled Bioshock, so I'm pretty sure it's okay to spoil, spoil. a. So I'm sure game. the other ones are just as good. Rock Dynasty Two wasn't that great, but um, maybe they're not. But the other Telltale games are pretty good. Game yeah. of Thrones, Borderlands, PV good. Um, PV <laughs> great. Um, but uh, moving on, another thing. This is kind of funny. I think it's funny. Weird thing. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I am. It's happening. It's like a 50s newspaper man. I don't know. It's weird. What am I doing? Just randomly stopping. Uh, anyways. Outlast devs. Uh, the guys, uh, Red Barrels, I think yeah. is the company. Um, yeah. they are, they have invented, or not, I, I don't know invented. invented, but they have started a Kickstarter, um, for <laughs> underwear for pooping yourselves. Uh, so a common complaint they had on Twitter and online and forums, whatever, uh, with people playing Outlast 1, is that they shit their pants. Uh, so this is a real thing, by the way. This is a real invention. How many people do you think actually shit their pants? Six. Probably like a small percentage. And probably some of those people had Taco Bell around the same time. So. <laughs> um, One and a half? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the the, uh, the creators of, Out- of Outlast 1 and 2 have started a Kickstarter. Um it's called, and it's they are called underscares. It's a um, a diaper essentially that you wear that will um, if you shit yourself. It doesn't. It's just like a, it's just an adult diaper. Not like a diaper. It has. It's, like a depend. It's basically what it is. Uh, there's a but if you um, if you go to Kickstarter, you look like up, a five gallon bucket. Do you wear a five gallon bucket around your asshole? <laughs> you definitely could if you play Outlast and you shit yourself all the time. You just hear this. I imagine that wouldn't be comfortable. <laughs> it wouldn't be comfortable. Maybe these are more comfortable. More, made off fabric, so I imagine it's got to be more comfortable. Maybe. Uh, um, but anyways, <laughs> they are called Underscares. Uh, there's a really funny video on there. Um, they are um, asking for, oh no, uh, I thought it was 25000 It's actually $29,622. I think in uh, euros or whatever, it was like 35000 euros or something like that. Um, right now, they're currently uh, in American uh, at $10,251 as of this very second recording. Wow. It's kind of like 600 bucks. Yeah, and last, since we looked about an hour ago. Um, they got 14 more days to go. By the time this comes out, like 11 or 12. If you guys are interested, we'll plop down a few dollars. They got some good, they got some good um, tiers going on. I think if you spend, if you donate 50, um, or you back them with 50 bucks, you get the game. Outlast 2, Cove when the game comes out. And um, the underwear as well, I think. Wow. Um, I haven't looked has done better. What? I'm surprised it hasn't done better so far if you get the game with 50 bucks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah. It's like cheaper than the game, isn't it? You're paying for it? an oh, adult, was like, adult diaper. Bucks, that's know, just funny. Oh, I, thought, I thought it'd be 60 bucks. Uh-uh. I think uh, when it first came out, it was 20. I wonder uh, if, how much this game will be. But yeah. Probably 20 or 30, I imagine. <laughs> Not sure. Um, I was expecting 60 bucks. To be honest. Yeah, maybe. Who knows when it comes out. Maybe They usually give you discounts if you pledge, so... Or you get slightly cheaper, but um, the deal goes on until um, December. You got till the end of the day, December eighth, next Thursday. Uh, so check it out if you're interested. I think it's pretty funny. I saw that it was kind of like a, I didn't. I thought it was a joke. This is a real thing, people. They have actually invented this. <laughs> Even in the video, it's it's just a funny ass video in the in the Kickstarter. Um, uh, they even say it's a real product. Uh, it's got to be a real product, otherwise you can't make Kickstarter for it. But, uh, I am. 
slightly tempted to back this. Uh, At least, like, I'm going to look at the tiers and see what I, what tiers, like, out. Oh, can you just imagine somebody like, actually using that while they're playing the fucking game, and all of a sudden it's like... I, I would I would wear one if I'm playing this game. Can you just imagine this the adult diaper just joking. breaking or something because of the shitty quality life. that they probably would put into it? Yeah. <laughs> it splatters everywhere. Oh, no! There's already a turd in mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. It comes pretty shitted in. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. That's man. a top tier. That'd make me pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Pre poop. You remind you the the fart uh, hiding underwear from the UK. Fart hiding. You know, like a couple years ago, you fart into them and it's like it shows like someone. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking like, like potpourri. There's so much face right by it. Like, oh, God. I smell nothing. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> and, the late, and the hot chick's like, yeah. I smell nothing. He's like, oh, I smell cinnamon now. I just farted in those. You never heard about these? No. It reminded me of that when I saw it. Okay. Yeah. I never heard of it. I just like... It's a episode. fart... It's like fart pants. Not shitting, but fart pants. I, I was thinking of... Fart concealing underwear or something. I was just thinking of the South Park episode where uh, Kyle's fan was in San Francisco. And they fart to a wine glass, and then they smell Aww. it. They go, oh, I remember. I actually vaguely remember Do that. they all get priests? It's <laughs> pretty funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm... God damn it. That's funny. I love... I, I love... I just love stupid shit like this. And I kind of just want to support them, not because I want the product. Uh, I do kind of want the product just to, to have it. Uh, but just because it's funny uh, to me. And I, they make a good game, so even better. Yeah. Um, can't knock you there. No. Uh, but moving on to, I think, the last couple topics here. It's kind of two topics put together. Uh, a couple people, top execs at uh, Ubisoft, had some interviews recently talking about the, the overall games that they make. And um, in one interview, uh, they thought about uh, one of the things they want to do is they want to, like, they're going to still have season passes and DLC, but they don't want to make it feel necessary to make it feel like you got the complete game. Uh, kind of a common complaint that's been going on with gaming over the last uh, in general four or five years, um, and then also one another thing they want to work they want to focus on is the gameplay over story. Um, so two big changes I guess they want to make. Okay. I guess Watch Dogs Two was the um, kind of the uh, the first one to kind of do that. Um, personally, playing through it, I haven't really noticed the major changes. It feels like you know. It feels like a Ubisoft game oh. as far as story goes and just the open world environment. Um, I like I like both of those things a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I would almost like I want them to focus. If they're focusing more on gameplay, I would like them to change more of the formula of their because all their games kind of feel the of course. same. So I think it's their uh, biggest issue. Yeah, and like it's company synergy, which is always great to have, but not when it's every like even like your. Open world racing games feel a lot like your Assassin's Creed game or your Watch Dogs or your Rainbow Sixes, everything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like that idea, um, but I, to me though, I I want to really. I'd like to still have a really good, engaging story. I hope they don't like. You can. I, I hope that like if the, if Watch Dogs Two is more like what we're gonna get for other games, uh, I hope that's the case. I hope it's. I hope that I'm, I'm fine with that. I would be cool with that. On that end, what about you? Oh, I'm fine with it, pretty much. <laughs> okay. uh, this not really much for me, like to really say and stuff like that. I'm I'm glad that they're trying to focus more upon gameplay, other than like story 
elements or whatsoever. At the same time and stuff, it's kind of really hard to believe Ubisoft because it's like they go with the same formula for specific games every year, dating back to Assassin's Creed 2. Like, even, like, yeah, Assassin's Creed 2's, like, launch and stuff like that, and basically since then it's been sort of like a hodgepodge of shit, you know, mixed in with other pieces of shit. <laughs> so, we've had some good games from it, but here's hoping that this is going to be a good trend for them. I mean, that's just crossing my fingers. Yeah. I look at it like this way. I don't, I don't look at this as like, we're going to forget about the story. I look at this, we got the story things covered. But our gameplay is where we've always been lacking. Yeah. Like, the games I've played of theirs, I totally... I would have to agree with that. Hmm. The gameplay has always been pretty jankety. Uh, I've played a few Assassin's Creed games. Yep. They've been pretty jankety. With an okay story, which is fine. Yeah. Like, the stories are pretty cool. They're enough. Yeah. It's like, you don't want one way, in my opinion, you don't want one to outweigh the other. Yeah. When you're in, engaged in a video game. And to to have them actually say this and acknowledge that is pretty special to me as a, like a fan to actually see them want to actually get more involved in making their gameplay feel really good. And I think that is awesome. And I hope to see that happen. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think they're going to figure out the story. Because, no, I feel like, anyways, like, lots of with games with great gameplay, you don't just forget about the story. It's, like, it's still actually really good in the, in the context of that game. But just, just don't make that, like, the only smooth thing running inside of your game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't make everything else, like, stocking up on two two soldiers looking identical feel like a shitty experience. Like in every Assassin's Creed game I've played. Like, do do something more with that. Yeah. And this game will be... That's the only complaints I've had about these games. So this is awesome to me, actually. Yeah. I'm glad they're uh, saying that out loud. Everyone's been thinking it, I think. Everybody has for a few uh, years now. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking. And yeah. uh, I'm glad... I think more companies should do this. Don't yeah. look at the story like that's the only thing that's so important. No. You I mean, have a great story, but... God damn! If you're not, like you can have a great movie with a great story, but if you don't film it right, you don't. It doesn't feel good. It's not good. You yeah. got an awesome fucking story though. Don't get me wrong. Example for me. You gotta you gotta have a, a, a connection there, and it's gotta feel like it's one cohesive being. Go ahead. Well, like I was saying, a good example of what you were just saying is The Last of Us. My gameplay experience, story, fantastic gameplay. No, that gameplay was frustrating, and I've feel like I don't ever want to play the game again because of how tedious the gameplay was. <laughs> so that's a good example of, okay, you can have a great story along with great gameplay, but if you focus on one more so than the other, like say how a game looks and how a game presents its story more importantly than say how a player would actually enjoy playing your game and maybe want to go back and play it again in the future, I mean, there's just no contest right there. There's got to be a balance. And that's what Ubisoft yeah, and, do. <laughs> and this is something actually with Justin and I were talking about before the show about, like, I, I personally, I'd rather play a game with a great gameplay and a good story or an okay story than a great story and then bad gameplay or a mediocre gameplay. Yep. Um, yeah, but me too. we were talking about, like, the the, the, um, the Division or Destiny, things like that. It just feels, like, lifeless. There's nothing yep. there. 
there's yeah. no connection you get. You like, yeah, it's I, I, you know, like a Call of Duty to a point. Like, I play, I played those games. I like those games a lot. The story's stupid a lot of times, but there's a connection there at least with that with the characters. Yes. And there's something there. It might be there's a focus. Yeah, there's there's something there. There's it might be the tiniest little piece of thread that kind of keeps you interested, but there's something there, you know. Um, so I like that. I'm not I'm not wouldn't say I'm like I'm worried that they're gonna get rid of the story altogether, or but no, I just no. don't want them like to back way too much because it costs. They put a lot of money into those yes. stories, and I just don't want them to like yeah. jump too far back on. They that. they won't. Yeah, I'm hoping not, and I don't think they will. Um, but I hope they. I just want them to focus on changing the formula. Or at least yeah. have each game have their own formula. I think. I think least. if to me, I, I'm so serious. Like I think they're taking a Nintendo stance on yeah. the way they make their games. Have a cool, engaging story in the context of the game you're making. Make the gameplay first and foremost, and everything else will come together. Yeah. If it's actually a really good game that they make, anyways. Yeah. Not all games Nintendo makes are like that. No. Not all Ubisoft games, from what I've played, have been like that. No. And they should. And I think every company should focus on that. Doom is a good example of that. Gameplay was first and foremost all the way. Oh. Yeah, that was completely. And the story is just an awesome thing that guides you through it. And like it's, it was just, I think it was just anyways. whipped cream on top of a great, like, uh, yeah, just <laughs> drink. You know, dude. What, it's, what's yeah. the fun of the game? You know, yeah, playing the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, it's like a Call of Duty kind of thing. Like, exactly. get a little bit of thread. That's all you need to get you through the game if it's a great game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, moving on though with like the whole like DLC stuff. Like, I completely agree with that. Oh, that, thank you. That's been the most frustrating thing for gaming in the last six years or so. Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Perfect example. That's like the biggest. I like this game a lot at its core, but the worst thing about it is it costs fifty dollars more to play. Most of the game. Yeah. What is up with that? You There's crazy four times more content in the $50 season pass than there is the $60 game. Yep. It's disgusting. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, I, I, I've i always, I, you know, I like the idea, like, a season pass in general, it's it's, a, it's not a bad idea. Just the business practice behind it has been really used for awful stuff. You know, I, I like the idea. I've always, DLC more content for your games has been great. But I feel like, in general, though, I, I wonder if Ubisoft is just seeing, like, uh, their sales have not been, Assassin's Creed has been selling as well. Watch Dogs 2 sales, unfortunately, have not been as great. Titanfall um, 2 as and well. I, Titanfall 2, that's an EA game. But yeah, that, that game is done not done very well. It was ninth in, in the month of August for sales worldwide, wow. which sucks. Um, it does suck. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean... You look at, I think overall that you look at some of the games, like Timefall 2 doesn't have a season pass at all. All the content's free. They have like some of the microtransaction shit that sucks. But yeah. I would rather have that. No, like it's cosmetics. Talk about that, though. What? I, heard, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that though. I think it's because a lot of people are unfortunately playing. Well, yeah. The, it was jammed in the middle between. Yeah. Well, and Call the microtransactions don't start until next so week. Of course not. I heard they had similar stuff in uh, Gears of War 4. I haven't heard anyone talk about yes, but, uh, it. Yes, but. Many people talk about it. I mean, it's been mentioned, but I mean, the, the thing is. I'd rather have that, like Overwatch. You can just you can buy uh, loot boxes, but all the all the characters, all the maps are free. I would rather have that. I'm not a big fan of the microtransactions, but if I had to pick one, I'd rather have all the maps free. I'd rather have all the characters free, and then if you want to buy costumes or whatever, you can spend money on that and buy loot boxes yeah. or whatever. But 
Another thing I'll... It still is lazy. It is, and it's... But it, it's... <laughs> if it's going to justify keeping games 60 bucks or saying games are more expensive, which they are, games are the cheapest they've ever been, and games cost more ever now, more than ever to make. Um, so if that's a way to justify it, and that keeps games at a favorable price for customers... Only because of that maneuver, though. Would you agree? What? The maneuver, like you just said, uh making these cosmetic things which were normally being a video game anyways from doing certain things you have to pay for those now well no like Grand Theft Auto 5 was is a two, costing 200 million dollars to make before they even came out so I mean games are just I'm just saying games are bigger and bigger than ever there's more graphics more people working on than ever bigger teams than ever more ambitious yeah um, so you know comes with that ambition comes, cost comes with that ambition and, I would know, say not all games are like that though no, but I mean the thing though is though is that games have been sixty bucks for fucking twenty years and sixty four games yeah. for sixty bucks, and so I, I'm not not justifying it, but that's the way I'm. I'm I guess I am kind that's of. That's why it's happening. Yeah, I understand that. And if 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 this will keep games sixty bucks and I don't have to pay eighty bucks for my games, I'll. That's I guess that's the, the devil. The price I'll pay for, I guess, and no no pun intended in that. Uh, not that I'm interested in buying loot boxes or whatever or cosmetic I stuff. See. I know but what you're saying. But another way I'm looking at you. this though also is like they talk about like Rainbow Six. Um, what's the last Rainbow Six? Uh, Siege. Siege. Yeah. All the maps were free. All that stuff was free, and then you could just buy cosmetic stuff if you want. And it wasn't like loot boxes. I don't think you could just buy it. Um, the way I, I was thinking about this, and something I talked about before, is that there are more multiplayer games out there than ever before. Yep. And it wasn't just like and I've said. I've had this talk, this talk before. It wasn't just like it's not the days of everybody having Call of Duty is gone. It's been gone for a long time, and people are just moving on to new games. And there's it seems like there's one or two big shooters every month. And if you look back just the last couple of weeks, we had Battlefield One, Titanfall Two, and Call of Duty in two weeks in a 14 day span. All three of those games came out. The three biggest shooters of the year came out in a 14 day span. That's fucking insane. And then Which the is un- normal besides Titanfall, correct? Um. Yeah. There's usually that two week span in between, but st- that's crazy to me that three biggest shooters, you know, coming out, um, multiplayer shooters, and but when you have the DLC in there, you're segregating your audience. So oh. you know, so some people might buy since pass everything. Some people might just bought this the one map pack. So that you know, whatever. So at a point now where people, it's harder than ever to keep an audience long term. Now you know you're. It's you get. This is the, probably the best way to keep them all together. I guess I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Is like that's probably the smartest move about getting rid of season passes okay. or make season pass something different. Like Watch yeah. Dogs Two season pass is it's cheaper. It's like twenty bucks. Normally they're like fifty bucks, um, and the stuff that comes in it, it's just like little tiny missions, little small stuff. Not a good season pass, but it's better than like you know some of the season passes we've seen out there. I think. Star Wars Battlefront, for example, or any EA season pass, really in general, uh, been pretty shitty. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do you give you guys anything? I took a lot of time there. I'm sorry, but what do you guys think? We about? all intervened as well. Yeah, yeah. pretty much did. <laughs> um, yeah, I just any time where I feel like I buy something. And you know that, like, from the get-go, that this doesn't actually feel that complete is gross to me. Mm-hmm. I'll never stop feeling that way. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I, I can look at business thing, why they do it. I understand that, but I don't care about that. I'm, like, I buy these things, and like, I'm telling you why it makes me gr- like gross down. Yeah. Like, at least if you're going to charge me a hundred bucks for the game, at least you're being honest. Yeah. I mean, you're being honest the other way too, though. I guess if you say it right, flat right out the gate, but this it doesn't feel the same, and it's not even like all on the disc either. If you're buying stuff, you know, on disc, it it, is, it feels weird. Yeah, no, I, agree. I mean, this is this is the changing landscape. Like you mentioned, that we are that has happened, like grown from us, from people that buy games and around us. It's only because of the people that buy games. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the whole Walmart thing. Yeah. Well, and look in the mirror. Really? Yeah. Um, Don't buy it. There's definitely a lot of problems. You look at, like, and Jim Sterling's actually talked about um, kind of stuff like this before, uh, where, like, there's games that, like, we've seen, we've they've told you to buy a season pass for something before they've actually shown the game. Evolve had, um, they talked about the pre-order bonuses. Battlefront. And Battlefront. Um, but, like, Evolve is, like, the worst case. I think one of the worst, like, before the game was even, like, officially announced, it wasn't even, like, a, a teaser trailer. We already knew the pre-order bonuses and the buy the season pass before anything else. Batman Arkham City, when that was first announced, they were talking about, you pre-order now before we act, when we first saw the teacher trailer, not even gameplay trailer, there was a pre-order bonus for playing, for if you pre-order it, you get to play as Catwoman. You know, like, that's been, it's been a problem for a long time. Oh, yeah. Probably 2008, 2009. And it's like, you can't blame those games, they're just like the ones that did it before the other ones realized, don't do that, we were about to do that, don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, it's kind of the business it's just like, good thing they did it. Yeah, not us. Call of Duty or whoever would have been that person. Yeah, I mean, there's certain you know. Yeah, it's I mean, a uh, less of a risk with them, but there's certain things I'm happy about overall, like with gaming that we have put over that wall for is done. We're not talking about that. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm just hoping that I think I'm wondering if this is the case though, of like maybe enough people voted with their wallet, and maybe just in Ubisoft's case, and they just like they realize that okay, and and other people are doing it, like I can say that Blizzard's I, doing. I it. have voted with my wallet this fall. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. You just gotta do it. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> I get it, yeah. I mean, there's certain games. I mean, there's more, there's games you'll obviously, you, know, you gotta tell yourself, you know, I'll buy this one over this one or yeah. whatever. I, I get why, you know, people, there, there are some games I'll do that with. The next Metal Gear Solid game, Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> I ain't fucking buying that. <laughs> Fuck that game. I ain't buying that. Uh, unless Kojima comes back to it, I'm not buying that game. Mm-hmm. Um, or he gets the rights to it, whatever. Um, yeah, I understand a couple of them. Yeah, it's definitely it's gross. Like, but even like the games that we love, like Uncharted Four has a season pass. Doom has a season yep. pass. I know. Even every game, you know, it's just but we look past it. It's hard to vote if you vote if you vote with all everything. Aspect. Like we wouldn't we buy nothing, you know, or next to nothing. Uh, well, I'm not gonna buy the season pass for those games. Oh yeah, no, I've only ever bought one season pass and I regretted it. So, um. Yeah, no. About uh, one, two. Is that Star Wars Battlefront? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not regretted it, but felt dirty about it. Felt dirty. Yeah. Especially when you can give it ten bucks right now. I know. Game and it's dirty. Past. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not. This is kind of like a light, kind of like a something. I don't know. Light. I don't want to say light in the tunnel, but like there's a bright spot in the world of gaming, in the business of gaming. I think. Um, another one, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this maybe this we see a big change. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
And this could be it. I mean, it's not going to change overnight, but this is like maybe a slow... It's the same way it changed towards the bad things. Yeah. Is is this the way people buy things and everything like that? So if you want more content... You're be smarter. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough balancing act, though. Like, it is. I think because like, we want more content out of our games. Yeah. Uh, and there's got to there's be a way, for, a business way for them, for the businesses to justify it and also for us to there's, there's make us happy. There's examples of DLC. Yeah. Um, That's like the bottom line. Yeah, I would take an Overwatch over a Call of Duty season which, pass any day. Which, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I hope this becomes the case. I mean, yeah. uh, to me, this I'm happy about it, but the, the biggest the biggest offender to me is Take-Two and EA. So when those two start saying the same thing, then um, I'll be like, I, you think you probably could be the biggest. Saying it by doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. It's like, I love how they, real quick, I like how they said they're not going to get rid of DLC. Yeah. They're going to make it not so you have, like, not to feel like you have to get that type of full experience, which you said. I just want to re-say that again because that's, that's very important and I've, that's actually realizing it. Yeah. I'm not going to stop doing that, but I'm going to stop doing it like that, you know? Like, yeah. I like that. Like, justify, like... At least, at least, it's words. Yeah. I mean, I've bought a shit ton of DLC over the years, but, like... Uh, me too. Um, yeah. I mean, not, not a shit ton, but I've, I've bought some DLC. I felt very happy with a lot of DLC that I've bought. Yeah. You know? I have not... Yeah. So, I mean... Some I will not buy at all, just because I know I won't. Full, get my fulfillment out of it or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that might end it up the show. We are... But anyways, Gables. Yes. Do you have a retro game of the week for us? I do. As a matter of fact, I was talking about this particular retro game with uh, one of my co-workers earlier on today because he had been playing some bits of games and stuff like that. He was trying to play through a little bit of Gungeon and stuff like that. And... <laughs> Before before I know, we end up talking a little bit of Castlevania stuff. So it's like, okay, there was a game that I used to play on the Game Boy Advance, which had a sequel. Actually, Aria of Sorrow was the game that uh, I played on the Game Boy Advance. But for the retro game of the week, I'm gonna go with its sequel, Dawn of Sorrow. So, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow for the Nintendo DS. It was a early DS game, and it retained a lot of the great elements of Aria of Sorrow, from the gameplay to the soul-collecting thing, which was nearly as addictive as, say, collecting Pokemon, because you were basically destroying a bunch of creatures, gaining their abilities and stuff. So, if you destroy death and gain a soul, you can just have all these sickles just appear on the screen and stuff and destroy your enemies. That was fun, doing that stuff. But it also retained a lot of the great the greatness inside previous games that were in that style, like, say, Super Metroid and Castlevania Symphony of the Night, in terms of the level design, in terms of the catchy music, and in terms of, like, the sprite details. I mean, the detailed sprite work that went inside Dawn of Sorrow looks really impressive, even till even like from today's standards. Now, granted, a lot of those Metroidvania-style games, they do have great graphics and stuff and this and that, but what really makes Dawn of Sorrow, like, a bit, you know, a bit, like, uh, <laughs> different than some of the other games is just 
it's just like kind of the refreshing things of like different types of creatures you can battle, like the different types of souls you can use, like what type of predicaments, what type of boss battles you can actually go through and use what soul to defeat what monster and stuff. It gets to be really interesting just to, in order to just experiment with what does what and stuff. Because like in Ari of Sorrow, you have three slots that are given to you that you have to experiment. Okay, what soul goes here? What soul goes there? And in that aspect, it's fun because you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe maybe you earn like some like a bat soul or something like that, and you get to summon a bat and stuff that gets to fly across the enemy. Or maybe you get the merman soul where you're just shooting some bits of water and stuff, you know. Or you can just, like, earn something like a boss, like a headhunter, you know, destroy a headhunter and stuff like that, and you get all these stat boosts and stuff to your, uh, in your individual status, you know? It's still considered, like, an action RPG in that aspect, though, but... I remember playing this game, like, like during high school. <laughs> the later parts of my high school years and stuff. And I really enjoyed the game because of how, like, difficult it was in terms of going through, collecting the souls, going through the bosses, going through that, and then reaching the ending of the game, which it has a crazy, like, final boss, which you probably wouldn't expect really to uh, come in that sort of uh, game. But it does have a fun Easter egg at the end of the game. You can actually, once you beat the game... You could start a new game, and you get to play... You could get to play as Julius Belmont. So, Julius Belmont, along with two other characters, uh, Alucard from Symphony of the Night, and uh, Yoko Belnades, which is a distinct, like, descendant from another character from that was earlier on in the Castlevania series called, I think, Sypha Belnades, which is uh, was one of the, one of the people that helped Trevor Belmont try to defeat Dracula back in Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, for the NES. You know, it's, it's it's just stuff like that that just is just fun and stuff. And basically, you can go and switch between all three characters at the time and stuff. And what's funny about that is, it's like, you can just switch, and like, the music from Castlevania 3 just starts playing, and all this other thing, it just wells up. It's like, oh man, this is awesome. So... Anyway, the retro game of the week is Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow for the Nintendo DS. Hmm. All right. Nice. Very nice, man. Uh, but, uh, wrapping it up, I want to thank everybody so much for listening. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group. Uh, it is Gen Gaming Podcast, so like and join us on there. On Twitter, we are at uh, Gen Gaming Pod. On YouTube, Generation Gaming, so subscribe and like the videos on there. And also on Twitch, uh, at Gaming Pod, uh, um, sorry, Gaming Podcast. So follow us on there. And uh, also iTunes, leave us a review. Like that. Be great. Uh, we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler. I've been Justin. And I have been Colonel Gables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Until next, I still love it. I know man. it's it's just so weird. Just call myself name. Gables. Anyway, until next time, everybody. <laughs> GG. Alan, the Colonel has spoken. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.